I know that sound. That's beautiful. You guys know that sound too. Marie Manusheri. I'm super excited. Her latest baby. I call it her latest baby. Her book, I'm sure one of many, Intuitive Self-Healing. Benny, I just love that music. It just makes me feel good. Ah, intuitive it, self-healing. It's, it's a staple here at 1150. It's, it's beautiful. It is. I love it. Did you see that? I just got all giddy and happy inside. A lot of our listeners get that way, too. Ah, yes. Are mm-hmm. you giddy and happy? Always. Always. Rock on, man. Wah. All right. Back to uh, the book. <laughs> We're being goofy. Marie Manusheri, Intuitive Self-Healing. Achieve balance and wellness through the body's energy system. You guys all well know Miss Marie, and she has uh, had her own show here. How many years has it been? Five years? We're going to have to talk. <laughs> Miss Marie, hi. Hi. I think it's my fourth year. Is actually. it your fourth yeah. year? Mm-hmm. I remember when you first came on with Sage and all the ladies. Actually, you came on for an interview with the chat gals. Do you remember right. that? I, absolutely. Yeah. I first met you. I was so scared. I was like, <laughs> wow, look at all these girls. And they're like, you want to talk? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're on the radio and we can't get you to stop talking. All right. Yeah. Or some mumbling or bumbling or something. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. You know, I could do the formal bio, but you know what? I'm not going to because I just want to get in and just dive in and chat. So let's talk about your background and how you were guided to write this book. Yeah, well, you know, my guide basically yelled at me since the late 90s to write a book. And uh, I often tell people that I think I thought they were on crack and, yeah. uh, you know, that they were very confused <laughs> because spelling and grammar have never been something that I'm uh, very interested in. I have to work really hard, actually. <laughs> and then, of course, you have lots of editors, which is really nice, too. Um, we, you know, that's what happens when you get published. That's a lovely thing. Um, and But I, I do listen to my spirit guides. Even when I think they're on crack, um, I do listen to them. And I at least maintain communication with them, even if I'm in full disagreement with what they're saying. And so in about 2004, I started writing. And I wasn't dating. There wasn't a lot going on in my personal life. So I bought a laptop, and my kids um, were young teenagers at the time, well, you know, like 15, I think 12, between 12 and 15 and 17, somewhere in there. And they really didn't want to spend any time with me, of course. And so uh, <laughs> other than the car keys and a 20 here and there and yeah. maybe taking them to dinner, you know. <laughs> I'm on like my that. way there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or shopping, right? Yes. Yeah, let's go shopping, Mom, you know, so you can buy them new clothes then. So I started going to a coffee shop in Kirkland. It, it was called Triple J's at the time. Now it's called Zoka. And I would be there all evening. As soon as I got off work, I'd put my laptop, which I called my new boyfriend, into the car. And I would drive down there and stay there until they closed. And um, within a few years, a couple years, I'm not exactly sure of the time period, I'd written over 500 pages. And wow. and then I spent a year rewriting the first chapter. Um, and it, it, I, it still didn't sound right to me. And then I tried to write it, rewrite it again um, another year. And then one of my clients, who I knew she was a writer, and um, she's a published poet. Her name is Emily Warren. And I gave her my manuscript. And I said, could you please just tell me, should I shelf this? Or, you know, what do you think? And she came back and said that she really, truly enjoyed it and that she wanted to help me to, to discover my um, my uh, writing style. And so she became my coach and gave me tons of homework assignments. In my mind, they were unrelated to the book, but actually ended up to be part of the book. <laughs> um, and then I started rewriting the chapters, um, and uh, and she edited it for me, and, and that's what happened. So it was just a, a lovely and beautiful um, arrangement from my perspective. 
Well, synchronicity, I'd say, (laughs) ma'am. They all come to you when you need them most. That's true. That's true. Yes. How exciting. And I'm sitting here just kind of going, yeah, me and grammar, not so much. (laughs) I can put things on paper, but it's not going to all flow. It'll be choppy and all that. Well, you know, I I I really recommend if there's something that anyone truly wants to do or or feels uh, attracted to it, like writing. I I never imagined that I would be an author. I never really even wanted to write a book. It never even occurred to me. I love authors, and I love books, and I love bookstores, which is always a sign. You know, you need to follow what you love. But I I recommend finding a coach in whatever situation, you know, whatever it is that someone wants to gain some expertise in, is to have someone coach you, because I think that when we really love something, there's a meaning about that that um, somehow needs to come out into the world in some way. So that means I need to find a shoe manufacturer? <laughs> sure. <laughs> is, is that your deepest love shoes? Oh, it's one of them. <laughs> well, you know, I'm tall, too, so we need to find, I need to find a manufacturer. One, A, they got to be comfortable, and two, they don't have to be three-inch heels for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm six foot already. Oh, well, you, you are lovely. You're oh, lovely. Thank you. So I have, to, I have to admit something. So I was thumbing through the book, and I, and I came to page 12, and it's about grounding. Uh-huh. The root chakra, which is <laughs> vitally important, but I was so excited reading the book. I, 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 I would say an expletive, but I can't on the radio. And I turned the page so excited, and I totally tore it out. Are you really? I did. Look, Benny, Benny can attest. See, okay, I had well, to tape it. that's fine, because I, I would say grounding is not your favorite thing. <laughs> Well, yes, I work very hard on grounding. I do. And I learned that from you, Miss Maria. I really Aww. did. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Yes. Of course. So let's walk through. Take me on a journey and the audience and journey through your book here. And then I'm, I'm going to kind of ask questions as we go through. <laughs> okay. Well, the book starts off with the, um, the introduction, which I think I wrote, I don't know how many times. Uh, I, it was a rewriting assignment forever and ever and ever. Um, it was probably my favorite chapter in the book is the intro. In fact, I hope in my second book, which I'm currently writing, that, um, that it will be more like the intro because um, uh, it's just my absolute favorite. So it talks about kind of how this all happened. You Why know? is it your favorite? Because it's kind of abstract. You know, it's... Um, it definitely is a little bit more woo-woo. I mean, I guess yes. if you looked at all the, the chapters and the, the way I describe how I'm experiencing the energy in people's bodies and around them, that would be considered pretty woo-woo, too. But I, I don't know. It's just There's something about it. it. I felt like poetry when I wrote it, mm. and um, I hope to do that in the next book more. Uh, so that's kind of fun. I, you know, I don't talk a lot about my history in, in, in the book, but the intro definitely talks about how it all happened. And yes. I, I was so fortunate to be able to interview um, Lois Williams, who was my supervisor, who I talk about in the intro. Yep. And uh, she um, just was an angel in my life. And then it goes into um, the first chapters about what is intuitive self-healing? What does it really mean? What does it really look like? Is it attainable? And I compare it uh, in a small comparison with conventional medicine, which, of course, I still love conventional medicine. I just think that if we can use holistic medicine first, if it's appropriate, and use it as a preventative medicine and then use it in conjunction with conventional medicine, I think that what's most important is that people feel free to have a choice to choose what they believe is in their best interest and what can lead them to the best possible place of health. And we don't always get that feeling from conventional medicine. It's, it's almost as if they feel, um, many practitioners feel, or the industry, that that is the only way. And I believe people are phenomenally powerful and can make profound independent choices to weave their healing um, 
multidimensionally and holistically and spiritually um, into a place that is successful for them. I totally 100% agree. It's not the big pill mentality. And there's so much more out there that you can tap into. Wouldn't you agree? Tapping oh, into meaning yeah. the universal energy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally, I, there was a look on Benny's face and I was like, really? No? Oh, okay. <laughs> Just bringing him into the conversation. But I totally agree with that completely because I think, and and it was a learning process for me too, you know, and I, I think, um, and I'm going to bring in people that may feel lost or not really sure what their path may be. But I think starting with self-love and and what what's the yellow chakra? Yeah, you, you absolutely, and good morning, Benny, by the way. Yes. Did you hear that, Benny? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, he says good morning. Yeah, good morning. So, the, yeah, the solar plexus is the third chakra. It's the yellow one, yes. and it governs the immune system. And so regardless of if our health is lag, lacking or it's severely um, off course at the moment, the immune system is a key component about what what is happening in the body. And so you're absolutely right to begin with that feeling of self-love, with, which is not a thought. You know, it's an absolute experience. And you have yourself. to, and it's so... Hard, Marie, when you, and I say this from my own personal experience, and, you know, I can only really speak for myself, but I, I do that for the audience and for everybody else as well, I think, as you know. But when you have the the self-sabotaging habits, you know, precursing up to what you're learning about the chakra systems or just reawakening yourself again, it's hard to, one, break that habit, and two, to have that self-love for yourself. It's it's a, a, a huge challenge, and, and that's why I used as many examples as I could so that people could identify with something outside of themselves that they love unconditionally. And for many people who are parents, it, it is their children, but not everyone has children. And so, you know, it could be a mountain, or I love the floating bridge. I mean, just to drive over that, uh, for those people who are listening who don't live in Seattle, we have two major floating bridges, um, and they're breasts taking to drive over. Um, or it could be a homeland. If someone um, wasn't born and raised in the U.S., they could love their homeland, but they maybe don't get to even visit very much. Or it could be a beloved pet. You know? It's that deep, deep resonant love. It goes Absolutely. beyond superficial. It's just something um, unatta- not, not unattainable, but what's tangible. Yeah, you know? right. right. Right? It's just right. that deep knowing, that love. Right. And so once you can identify with something that you love unconditionally outside of yourself, then I think that the work begins to have that same sort of experience with your own being and kind of compare, okay, where am I? And I do this with the girls all the time. Okay, I love my girls this much, which you know, like reaches out to a universe that I can't even see. Right. right. And, and okay, where's my self-love? Okay, not yeah. quite to the moon yet. Huh. And then what can I do to make myself have some feelings that resonate similar to the feelings that I have for my children? And what does self-love look like to you? Well, it, it takes my breath away, literally. It is like loving the kids. It's, uh, but internally, it's like this big surprise. It's, it's like this, um, this humbleness for the, the being that we are, for the experiences we've had, the experiences we have yet to have, for, for the things that we think are nothing. Yes. You know, um, it's, uh, it's really hard to describe once you have the experience. I think just like it's hard to describe when you have such deep, unconditional love for something else. But the feeling is amazing. Sometimes it feels almost as if I'm going to just break apart. You know, like my whole body is just going to explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I wonder how much self-love humans can really quantify in their body. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that the, the true essence of it is more easily felt outside of 
our physical reality, but for whatever we can um, absorb and utilize here, I'm, I know can be profoundly life-changing. And for those that are just listening, going, oh, how do I get to that point? Because I've had, you know, and I, and I know that feeling. I, it's been coming to me over the last few years with my, you know, healing, my own personal healing. But you do, there's those moments where you're just like, oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, I get a lot of it in my meditation. When oh, I'm doing, wonderful. Oh, and I don't want to come out of my meditation because <laughs> then I have to deal with the, you know, the external world, right? <laughs> I want to go to my happy place. place. Because I, I think meditation is really a place of where you find grace within oh. yourself and the world. And I, I was walking today through my favorite park in Kirkland, the Wetland Park, and and of course feeling very meditative as I'm looking at like Washington and eagles and blue herons and watching the leaves starting to emerge on the trees and and feeling completely connected to everything that I was experiencing. And I think that has a lot to do with self love that you don't feel detached anymore; you feel connected. Connected. Let's talk about that because we're living in a society that is so disconnected and we're, we're geeked up on caffeines or sugars or processed foods. How do one, how does one person stay or get connected? Even the steps to that. I mean, grounding, I know is a, is a big step, but let's explain that. Right. Well, you know, I I think you pointed out something really important about the caffeine and, and, and sugar and just making different food choices. I think sticking to, even though I, Sometimes I won't say what fast food place, but certain French fries just sound incredibly delicious to me, and I want to make a U-turn in the middle of the street <laughs> and go through the drive-through line. But then I choose not to. I take a few moments. I take a deep breath. I go, "Is that what you really want, or is there something else you need?" Checking in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do I just do I just need to give myself kind of an inner hug? Do I need to tell myself, remind myself what my day has been like, which is generally really great. You know, what you know, something has disrupted me to make me feel less than or uh, unsafe or unhappy or unloved. Something undone. Yes. And and yeah, connecting is. I, I think you know, asking yourself internal questions like, are are you sure that you want that? H- how is your day really going? Because I think humans also tend to run a big um, piece of drama in their brains, um, telling themselves stories that are really unhealthy and generally have nothing to do with the moment. I totally agree. All right, folks, we'll be right back. We've got the wonderful Miss. Marie Manusheri on the phone with us on the I'm Thankful Network. Sue Lundquist here, your humbled host. We'll be right back with her latest book, Intuitive Self-Healing. music make me a cd welcome back sue lundquist here this is the i'm thankful network and we are blessed and humbled to have the wonderful marie manusheri here on the show her latest book intuitive self-healing achieve balance and wellness through the body's energy centers okay folks are you looking for the proverbial textbook to help you walk through what you're experiencing if you are going into the realm the realm being uh guides spiritual helpers, chakras, auras, and what that all means. What is What does energy mean? Well, there's your answer right here, Intuitive Self-Healing with Marie Manusheri. Welcome back. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you so you. much for having me on the show, too. Oh, thank you. I, I mean that so heartedly. It's a big love fest. <laughs> I mean it, seriously. And, 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 and I have to admit that the first part of me dabbling in or being around or with somebody that's so highly intuitive, it can be intimidating. Oh, you well, know? I definitely don't want it to be that way. Well, I know you don't, but I say that as speaking for the audience too, because there's a lot of fear in that, you know, there's, yeah. and and you're laughing because I think you know that, right? Well, you know, I, I personally don't know that when I go out, it took me a very long time to understand that sometimes people were intimidated by me because I, I don't really understand that concept. It doesn't really reflect with my brain, but I do have girlfriends who have said, who complete strangers have said to them, how can you be friends with her? Doesn't it just freak you out? You know? Oh, no. But, um, yeah, I, and, and they meant it, in a, I thought, in a very interesting way. Yes. I, I just, yeah, I, I really think that we're, we're just all incredible beings of creation, and so I, I really don't see a difference between myself and others. And even though others may see me different than them, I don't view them that way. And I think that's really important to talk about, and I'd, I'd like to tap into it just a little bit. Um, I know we, we're talking about your latest book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Um, and then we also got to talk about your traveling. You're, oh, you're yeah. all over the place. But really quickly, because this is something that I've experienced. And um, as, I, as I look to you as a, more of a mentor and a teacher, and I say that truly honestly, that I, you know, I, I come out of the closet or I, you know, I, I make it very present that this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm called to do in my life. However, there are people in my surrounding that are taken back. They're, they're fearful of that and fearful of that, meaning they are, well, she's intuitive. She can read my body energy. What does that mean? That kind of freaks me out, you know, (laughs) right? And people think, well, can she see my darkest secrets? I'm like, no, (laughs) and I'm not going to tap into something where I shouldn't be. You know, I'm going to have this with the highest, most integrity. I don't walk around going, oh, they did that and they did that. You know, I, right. Well, the universe doesn't even communicate it that way. Even in, in the past when I had certain judgments about, what is right or wrong. I, I remember this one time I was laying hands on a person for the very first time, and I knew that this person had had affairs in their marriage. And I was, and that was an issue for me um, personally, and so I, I wasn't thrilled about that. And I totally expected like this lecture to come dropping from the ceiling, you know, into whatever I was going to communicate to this person. And I was <laughs> happily surprised and, um, <laughs> and, and also readjusted in my own thinking, I heard instead of what I thought was going to be a lecture about morality and values and all of that, I actually heard um, congratulations to this person. They have fallen in love for the first time in their entire life. And and so, you know, energy work has taught me so much. You know, it has um, brought things that I, you know, that I'm sure I've read about or that I've known intellectually, but to actually feel them and sense them in ways that have moved me, you know, beyond my human personality has um, been lovely for me. So, yeah, it, it forces you to, you know, you don't see things in black and white. You see things in gray. And, and I don't arbitrarily read people's energy either. I prefer to be in my own body and be grounded when mm-hmm. I'm out in public. Although I, I will confess when I'm in an airport and I'm bored, um, <laughs> which is rare, which is rare because I have plenty of things that I can be doing, uh, I might, I might, start to read people's energy just a little bit for some entertainment. Um, but I, I do think it's kind of an invasive experience. Yes. You know, to, it, we really do read each, each other's energy all the time. It's just that very few people are conscious of that 
part of our experience with one another. And, and so I do treat it um, most of the time unless I'm horribly bored um, with great respect. Even when I'm doing uh, readings on others, when people ask me about their family members, I, I'll know right away if a family member wants me to read their energy, even though it's about the person on the table. And, and if I get this feeling of absolutely not, I don't even try to attempt it. And I explain that to the person on the table, and they go, oh, you're so right. They would not want you even near their energy. And I'm like, yeah, I told you they don't want me nearby, even if right. it's a, a, a really a, that question is about the person on the table. And okay, let's go to the table really quick. Sure. And this is from, you know, me starting out and learning all of this. And it's, I've got a person on the table, client on the table, and my hands, I don't touch. I don't lay my hands mm. on them. I'm purely on their energy field. And I am literally, it is amazing, Marie. I'm guided to where I need to be. Right. And exactly. it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm humbled and transformed and validated because it's just, it's beautiful. Okay, so let me go back to a client. And I've got my hands on the client and I'm above her mid trunk section, um, solar plexus to abdomen. And literally I cannot, my hands are really high off her body. And the, the energy, they're saying, nope, can't go any lower than that. Mm-hmm. So is that the auric field, her energy field? Yeah, the, the aura surrounds the body. Um, it's divided into seven layers. It looks like an eggshell. I yes. mean, an egg, actually, like a huge egg surrounding you in one way. Um, and it really reaches out through affinity. But, yeah, your hand would be in one of the layers of the auric field, either the emotional response center, like you were above her solar plexus, so perhaps you were in her motions about self-love. Yes. And, and you know, for whatever reason, um, you're feeling most comfortable in the auric field, and that's perfectly fine. It's, you know, wherever a practitioner wants to do their work, that's what's most important. Well, with, with, yes, I agree. But but with this client in particular, because normally I'm right low, Mm. usually tip, but for whatever reason, I'm, I'm guided to be up really high. And you're absolutely right. We, we were doing emotional body. She had a lot of, you know, little girl things come up, but yeah, yeah, but I was just so fascinated. And and there's been one where I'm at the big toe for crying out loud. And I'm like, well, (laughs) this is why am I at the big toe? I think it's really funny when, you know, like uh, where where you put your hands and that your hands don't want to leave. And I think it's very important to follow that guidance because that part of the body needs a lot more energy. And it's, it's actually doing some work while your hand is there because your hand is allowing for the transformation of energy moving, you know, into the body or into the aura or whatever it needs to go. And, and the body will tell you when it's done. It's like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> I, I'm just blown away. Weren't yeah. you, I mean, you know, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, but I just, I'm just blown away by and, and excited and humbled by it all. I really am. I'm and just, as you should be, it's, it's a beautiful and wonderful and highly natural thing to do. I mean, it's really quite gorgeous. Oh, I love it. Okay. So let's talk about your traveling, my dear. You were, where are you at? You were sold out at East West Books, right? I was. Yay! Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was so precious. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, yeah over 100 people attended the book signing um, there uh, last Friday. It was wonderful. And um, signed a lot of books and enjoyed okay. every second of it. This Saturday, I will be in Bellingham. I will be at the Village Bookstore in Bellingham at 2 o'clock. So that's April 14th. Um, I'm giving a free talk and book signing, so that should be really, really fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. And then in uh, May, I start to travel to, uh, I'll be in, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at my thing. Where am I going to be? I'm in Mountain View, California in May, um, and I'll be doing a, a talk and a book signing and then a class there. And then I'll be in Sun Valley 
at the Sun Valley Wellness Festival. That will be really fun. Mm. Robert Taylor, who I'm going to be interviewing this afternoon, is going to be there too. You've been doing the Sun Valley for a couple of years, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I didn't go last year, so I, okay. you know, so that's kind of fun to to go back later. You know, that's yes. kind of fun to do that. And I now think. you have a book to present and all yes, this fun yes, stuff. Exactly, that should be fun. So, um, early May, I'll be in the um, bookshop in um, Mountain View, California. And on a Saturday, I'll actually be teaching a workshop the full day. That's on May 12th, um, I think, or May 11th. So I don't have that date right Oh, that's all right. I'll send them to your website. I just wanted to get it out there and put a bug in their ear. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, website energyintuitive.com folks you can also go to my website and find all the detailed information you need to website Facebook all of that all of her information's right there but please buy her book it's fantastic oh, I'm and so glad you like it I really do I'm Aww. excited to see the, the next one and um, I hope our communication stays open because I do I need somebody in my life like yourself <laughs> that I can talk to and go what of just course. happened and, and congratulations on your work. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun. I am. I'm humbled by it, and I'm, and I'm encouraging all my guys, please bring me the validation so I know I'm Aww. not, you know, you know that, right? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That's great. All right, wonderful. blessings to you. Really quick before you go, what are you thankful for, Marie? Uh, today, I'm thankful for blue herrings and eagles. <gasps> yes. I'm thankful for the consciousness and awareness. All right, everybody. Until next time, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world.